2: Live from everywhere
3: USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. There it is. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who's not embarrassing our country on the world stage. Wow. Joe Biden getting lost, wandering around Great Britain yesterday. Does about a... Two second presentation with the NATO Secretary General today, and now has wandered off to some photo ceremony. It's a hard thing to watch. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But we're going to get into it because uh, this NATO summit, with some pretty grave consequences for the world, Turkey, who, as you know, is buying all kinds of missiles off of Russia, is now getting F 16s from us so they can shoot those Russian. Mi- I don't know what's going on. That's
4: stupid. Use your
5: common sense. But
3: the end result is that Sweden and Switzerland are heading into NATO, uh, or they're in NATO, and Ukraine looks like it's on the precipice of joining, which, of course, will only embolden Putin further. Hence, all the people in Washington telling you this war is the root of all economic evil and something we must do all we can to rid ourselves of, are now doing everything they can to extend that very war. What a fraud! Listen, I'm not a military expert, but you know who is? Johnny Joey Jones. And he's going to be joining us today on the show to give us a 20,000-foot view assessment of what's going on with NATO and what's going on in Ukraine, and also the fact that Biden is on record as saying we're running out of ammo. Uh, At the same time, we're now shipping our ammo Over to Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen.
0: We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing.
3: And they don't hang out with their grandkids, which is dirtbag stuff. And I'm never going to stop talking about it. So much so that Brian Brenberg, who is a parent himself, has three lovely children, he is the host of the Big Money Show on the Fox Business Network. He is going to be joining us later in the show as well. And Emily Campagno, co-host of Outnumbered, my on-again, off-again drinking buddy, uh, gives us the latest... On the cocaine that was found inside the White House. Hunter's a dirtbag. Now, we don't know that it was his cocaine, uh, but we do know the Secret Service is now preparing to issue a briefing on Thursday as to what they found out. Uh, If you were listening to the show yesterday, retired NYPD inspector Paul Morrow closed the show by flat-out telling us this is the type of thing that's solvable in the White House in a little less than maybe five minutes. Like Seriously, with all the cameras, with all the cell phone data, never mind the fact that they could pull DNA off of the bags. If the Biden administration, OK, wanted to tell us who did this, they could have done so the day they found the bag. The reason they haven't told us anything yet is because whoever this cocaine happened to belong to is not going to reflect favorably on them
2: he knows what he's talking about
3: like if it's a staffer if it's a construction worker okay believe me they're gonna out the guy fire the guy make an example of the guy and move on okay but because it was found in such a high security clearance area the potential here is that it's either a family member most people would think hunter but we don't definitively know that or it you know could be somebody else in a high ranking position within this administration and it would be embarrassing for them. They'd have a little egg on their face and it might not be a cage free egg, at which point now they're in trouble for that whole thing on the left and they don't want the embarrassment. So they are aggressively working behind the scenes right now to put together a briefing this Thursday to tell us something they themselves knew. Probably within five minutes, Not nah, maybe not, but maybe two hours of finding the cocaine. So it's a stupid time to be alive. And it only gets dumber when you watch Biden on the world stage. Let me get you up to speed on this NATO stuff. Okay, I discussed it this morning on Fox & Friends. If you didn't see it, it is on the Fox Across America website. Uh, I will post it as well to the Fox Across America Facebook page. But the champ had a lot of writing to do this morning, so we're not there yet. Lay off me. Okay, but I was on Fox & Friends with Brian Kilmeade discussing this very issue because the news broke as I sat down to do my TV hit. You know, sometimes you show up to do one story. And, you know, in the process of you sitting down, you hear in your ear, like, breaking news, this just happened. You got to pivot. And that's what you do, which is the main reason why you don't see me on TV in the day wearing one of those tuxedo jackets from my overweight figure skater collection. You know, if you watch me in prime time where I'm there to do one story, yes, uh, I look like, you know, the third member of Siegfried and Raw, like the one guy who just didn't make it onto the stage show but had all the glitzy Liberace outfits lined up just in case somebody called in sick. But you don't do that on the day side of TV because, heaven forbid, serious news breaks, the last thing you want to do is be sitting there in the frame in leopard print. That was embarrassing. Well, it wasn't embarrassing because it didn't happen to me because I'm smarter than that. But as I sat down this morning in a fabulous suit coat, the fetching tie, a nice pair of cowboy boots, the great Mr. Kilmeade, I get breaking news in my ear. Biden is about to speak at the NATO summit. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Okay. And despite us spending hundreds of billions in Ukraine, despite NATO announcing a path forward for Ukraine to join NATO, which is something that is, you know, the ire of Vladimir Putin's very existence, which is something that won't bring us any closer to ending this war. In fact... If Ukraine becomes a NATO member and Ukraine is at war with Russia, that means by definition, we're now at war with Russia. That's true. That is true. Yet, Not only is it true, but you understand we're now at war with a nuclear superpower. That can't be good. It's not good. But having said that, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, apparently not too thrilled with Biden right now. Uh, he's apparently annoyed. Let me give you the statement through the translator. I will read it to you, okay? But he's annoyed that he's still not a full-on member of NATO. They laid out a plan, okay? The head of NATO flat set. Yes, there will be a path forward. Yes, we will ultimately build a foundation for Ukraine to join NATO. But as it stands, what we're offering is NATO's unlimited support for Ukraine. We must do everything we can to win the war against Russia, which is, hey, Ukraine, we've got your back. But what's really weird about this is the president of the Ukraine, okay, who I get, you got to fight for your country. That's your job, unless you're Joe Biden, in which case you open up the borders, outsource your domestic energy production, and give away all your ammo. I mean, again, different strategy, not the one I would have deployed. I'm not going to lie to you here, okay? If I was drawing this up on the Madden Telestrator, remember John Madden? What you're going to do is you're going to pull the guard over here, boom, and you're going to send the tight end around over there, boom. I wouldn't have drawn up this play. What you're going to do is open up the border here. Boom. And then you're going to give away all your domestic energy production of Venezuela. Bam. I wouldn't have did that play. Madden would not have had to cover that play if I was running the country. That being said, Biden has made that play. In some capacity, for whatever reason, Zelensky is entitled to to unlimited funding and whatever he wants. It's almost as if he recognizes he has become this really odd, deified figure on the world stage. The globalists love him. Now, I get Putin isn't winning any Men of the Year awards. Putin's a dirtbag, human rights abuser, a thug. I get it. Okay, but Zelensky, it's really weird. It's like you're watching my super sweet 16. Remember that MTV show? where it was like a girl was having like a $2 million Sweet 16. The dad was buying her a Lamborghini, but she was mad at him. Daddy, (laughs) I wanted hot pink. This is just regular pink. It's like salmon. You don't even love me. And you're like, who is this girl? That's Zelensky. He's having a My Super Sweet 16 meltdown, despite the fact that NATO has pledged unlimited support, unlimited resources. Okay, he tweets the following. Upon hearing the news that he is not being granted immediate access to NATO membership, this is his tweet. It's unprecedented and absurd when a time frame is not set, neither for the invitation nor for Ukraine's membership. I mean, while at the same time, vague wording about conditions is added, even inviting for Ukraine. So, what he is saying basically is Daddy! <laughs> I wanted a hot pink Lamborghini. This is salmon. Okay, it's a spoiled child. Now, listen, I understand you're at war. Okay, but you know the old adage about biting the hands that feed you? No country on earth has done more to provide for Ukraine than we have. Correct the mundo. That being said, NATO, of which Ukraine is not technically a member, has also thrown its full support behind Ukraine. Correct the mundo. So, in what world? Can you get on Twitter and give all of these people the finger unless you think you have some kind of leverage over them?
2: I think he's got a point.
3: I mean, in what world are you doing that? If you're in a war and, and the people sending you the ammunition, the people hoping you stay on your feet and giving you unlimited financing that can't be audited for whatever reason, is there any world where you're getting on Twitter and giving them all, all the finger? No. And you know that to be the case. So what's going on on the world stage is a little bit of an embarrassment. Okay, that combined with the fact that if you saw the videos yesterday with Biden and King Charles, really hard stuff to watch. Really just hard. And again, I give Biden the benefit of the doubt here, because if you've been following Joe Biden, you realize he showed up yesterday expecting to meet the queen. He's been telling us, God save the Queen, for the better part of a month now.
6: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: But he does not meet the Queen. Instead, he meets King Charles uh, and wanders around during their review of the troops, just like a a straight lost man in a park, like sad to watch. Like, you don't look at it and go, yippee, I'm happy. I didn't vote for this guy, and I like our country being humiliated on the world stage. I don't get that. I don't – like, that's not what the show is. This is the show that, you know, you're supposed to root for the country no matter who's in charge because as they go, we go. That's the hook of the show. I'm not like an activist. I'm not just trying to get you to vote Republican. I'm spending most of my time on the air being human and revealing a lot of flaw because, dude, I am a mess. Oh, man, what a disaster. Okay, but when you look at the president of the United States, you don't expect to see a disaster. You expect to see a guy who's semi competent and with it. Okay, we're not getting that. And it's sad because obviously, when it comes to Biden, that could be any of us. So you can't wish him any ill will for being in the shape he's in, but you can absolutely be disgusted with the people putting him through it. And the problem with our media is, again, them being activists masquerading as journalists. They're starting to float those articles about Biden being too old or too mean to his staff or not talking to his grandkids. They're starting to, you know, address the growing movement within the party to get him off the ticket. Okay, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the one thing they won't do along the way, and they haven't done for the better part of two years, is acknowledge any of this stuff in real time. Okay, Biden yelling at his staff, if that's been going on for two and a half years, then it's not new. Okay, what's new is that they've decided to cover it. You know, Biden not acknowledging his grandkid is not new. The kid's like four years old. Okay, they just up until now were deciding not to cover it. You understand? That's the issue we have here is they're covering it now because there is obviously this movement to get him off of the ticket. But that's different than actual journalism. And the reason I point that out is because if they were doing actual journalism and reporting on the deteriorating condition of this man for the better part of the last two years, the American people would understand what a grave position we find ourselves in. Okay, that's the biggest issue I have with the coverage of Biden. Yeah, it's changing and being a little more transparent. But the problem we're up against on the world stage, I'm talking about the world stage, I'm talking about the war, I'm talking about the military alliance between Russia and China is they don't form their opinions of Joe Biden based on what they hear on MSNBC. Okay, they don't have their intel community make a cognitive assessment based on what they hear on CNN. CNN is the worst. No, they look with their own eyes and ears. Okay, they have diplomats, they have envoys, they have ambassadors that meet with American higher-ups, and they all come to the same conclusion, okay? Every single one of them. Biden's lost his marbles. Totally. Okay, and if the media was upfront about that over the course of the past few years, I think more Americans would be in a position of understanding just how out of control things have gotten for us on the world stage. Okay, this is what happened, and it's very important that you know this. Joe Biden's not in charge of the presidency, never has been, okay? His appeal to the higher-ups in Washington, to the unit party, to the war machine, to big war, to the people who run the military-industrial complex, is that he's always going to do what the establishment wants because the establishment is in charge. I've told you this from day one. He's popular because he gives other people more power than they would have in a traditional presidential administration. If you have a guy that's with it that has his wits about him and his faculties, okay, you a lot more questions to answer you have a lot more pushback when you want to do something that might not be in the best interest of the country but the best interest of your bottom line but when you have a president that can be bribed with a pudding cup you get a lot more done when it comes to executive action when it comes to stuff on the world stage like making a gazillion dollars shipping it over to ukraine pumping it into all kinds of unaudited military endeavors and then doing god knows what with it in return i don't have an answer to that but i do know we're now inching closer to a nuclear war, okay, which doesn't end good for anybody. You can't win a nuclear war. You can only start one and then watch everyone go down in defeat. So the issue I have in this moment is, yeah, the media is moving a little bit faster to kind of cover the fact that Biden is in the shape that he's in, okay, but it might not be fast enough. And the truth is it's very hard to unseat an incumbent within his own party. It's damn near impossible. OK, so the concern I have is that most people are, like Biden, asleep at the wheel and not realizing just how much peril we're in. You know, and today was one of those days where we edged a little bit closer to the cliff, but nobody really wanted to say anything about it because they've got an election to win in 2024.
5: So y'all need to hide your kids, had your wife and had your husband because they're raping everybody out here.
2: A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared.
7: I dropped my hot pocket.
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
3: Oh, girl, it's the high-flying, death defying fox across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you at 888 888- Seven eight eight nine nine one zero. So much going on right now. I've got the Biden thing overseas, but it's a mess. I uh, listen. I had to watch it this morning, and I'm I'm just man. It's so it, You know when you're watching a game-winning field goal. Like, all the players are holding hands on the sidelines, like, looking up at the outrights and rocking back and forth. Every time Biden opens his mouth on the world stage, every single time, we're all, like, holding hands with the same nervousness. Like, is this one going to go through the uprights? I'm telling you, it's bad, man. It's bad. Biden is such a disaster. And you can't. You can't lead the world. You know, the whole piece through strength. The whole speak softly and carry a big stick. He does speak softly when he has one of his whispering spasms because they've shot him up with B-12. But in terms of the big stick, he's just giving it away at this point. And, uh, you know, sadly, it has emboldened a lot of aggression on the world stage. You know, China has surrounded Taiwan. Putin is in Ukraine. And all of this is the end result of the weakness we demonstrated in Afghanistan. That's how this started. Do you understand Going into the Afghanistan debacle, okay, we had negotiated an end to the Afghan war. Donald Trump's administration had negotiated an end of the war. Just be clear, okay? And none of us were screaming and yelling about ending the war. The reason things went sideways was because of how we ended it. When you're right, you're right. and You're right. Okay? Donald Trump did not say... We'll get all the troops out ahead of the civilians. But that's what happened. They got the troops home first because Biden wanted them out of the country by September 11th so he could have the anniversary and the news cycle of saying, and look, and I got all the troops home on September 11th, and it's the anniversary, and here we go again. Unfortunately, taking troops out, you know, the guys with the guns and everything like that, emboldens a lot of aggression when you have tens of thousands of civilians left behind. So what did we ultimately do? We went to Afghanistan after 9-11 to make sure it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. Okay, we ultimately left with a tail between our legs with the same terror group in charge of the government, except this time around, they were sitting on $85 billion worth of our weapons. Dude, seriously. You gotta do better than that. And if you don't believe me, ask Putin or Xi, who have never been more emboldened since watching that crap. (laughs)
4: an old guy has dementia can't lead us and the country is screwed tells some big lies barely speaks English sniffs children and their mom's hair too goes the wrong way when he leaves his speeches gets lost each day in the White House yard. All the damn say that we should elect him. How can he run when walking is hard and you keep
3: Well, the good news is Joe Biden did stay on his feet today uh, during the NATO summit, uh, but the country continuing to plummet under his leadership. It is a mess out there, but the race to repeat him, uh, to repeat him, to replace him. How about that? You don't want to. Re- oh, my goodness gracious. You do not want to repeat this presidency. No, God, no, God, please. No, no, no. The race to replace Mr. Biden. <laughs> it's uh, whoa. It's getting ugly. One of the things we're hearing a lot about right now, as it pertains to DeSantis, is that he's not closing the gap against Trump. So there's a lot of talk about, well, you're not closing the gap in these polls. And, you know, certainly matters. OK, but the truth is, when the primaries happen, I don't know who's going to win the Republican nomination. I expect it to be a war. Is Trump the heavy favorite to do it? absolutely of course he is and if you look at the polls i mean right now it's like everyone would drop out if they you know would take would to take the polls seriously and it's not to say they're wrong but when it comes to the primaries we do vote on a state by state basis and what you'll ultimately see is whoever wins iowa gets a lot more support when you get to new hampshire because people ultimately want to vote for the winner and if you lose bad You suddenly look a little more vulnerable. You look a little bit less fashionable. You start to hear the whispers that maybe this isn't the guy. Maybe we go with that guy. So, Iowa traditionally, okay, has been a little bit of a trendsetter when it comes to some of these, okay, races. Now, all things considered, it doesn't mean you're going to win the damn thing, okay? Trump didn't win Iowa in 2016. Pete Booty Judge, if you remember, was the guy who won Iowa the last time around for the Democrats. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. OK, so it doesn't mean the race will be won and lost, but it does mean if somebody is to pull an upset in Iowa and not name Trump, they would get an appreciable increase in support. That's what it means. And this contest is going to be a lot, a lot um, closer than people think it is, no matter who you support. okay? if you think you're a DeSantis guy and you think you got this in the bag right now because Trump's been indicted twice and wrong, you don't. You just don't. We've never had a president indicted in the history of our country in the times we're living in, as divided as we are and as much as our institutions have undermined faith in themselves. It is possible that we're living in an America where Donald Trump could be the president of the United States in jail. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying it's even money, but you can't rule it out because you can't rule anything out in this day and age because nobody has any faith in the DOJ. Nobody has any faith in the intel community. And there's no reason you should because they've lied to you about everything and they've revealed political motivations behind everything they do. That being said. A guy like DeSantis, who does lead the trendiest state in the country right now, more people are moving there than anyone else, anywhere else in the world, a guy who is enjoying a better economy, a guy who's enjoying a, a, an absolute surge in the quality of education at a time when it's deteriorating everywhere else around the country. Okay, Ron DeSantis, despite the fact that he's being armed with a stunning amount of donor money, has yet to close any gap with Trump. Now, like I said, when they debate, that could change. When they vote in Iowa, that could change. But at the same time, it might not change. Okay, that's just the reality. And DeSantis was asked about this, okay, by Maria Maria Bartiromo. And then he was also asked about it by Stuart Varney. And I was on with Stuart Varney about an hour ago. If you missed it, we will post it on the Fox Across America Facebook page shortly. Be patient, dang it. In the meantime, here's DeSantis responding to inquiries about his inability to close the gap. Clip 10.
6: But I'm wondering what's going on with your campaign. There was a lot of optimism about you running for president earlier in the year. But here's this weekend's headline from the Politico playbook. Failure to launch. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign (laughs) to topple Donald Trump has stalled. We are way behind, (laughs) says a top DeSantis PAC official, sounding the alarm. What happened?
3: You're down over 30 points to Trump. What's your strategy for catching up? Ooh. That's Stu going in on DeSantis. Here's the DeSantis answer as to what his strategy is for catching up. Clip 11.
9: First, I think it's pretty clear that the media does not want me to be the candidate. I think that they've uh, tried to create uh, narratives that somehow the race is over. Uh, This is going to be a state-by-state contest. Uh, We got a lot of work, but we've had very, very favorable uh, response, and we're going to keep building off that momentum. At the end of the day, uh, I think the fact that I'm the one that's targeted by the media, by the left, even by the president of Mexico, is because people know that I will beat Biden, and they know that I will actually deliver on all these issues and beat the Democrats. There's a slob. There's a real slob.
3: You see, here's the thing, okay? DeSantis does have a great record, and yes, the media is horrified at DeSantis, okay? Just the same as they're horrified of Tim Scott, because he changes the conversation about race. Okay. then to be clear, if the media has a first and second choice, the first choice is obviously Trump because he has a lot of baggage. He's great for ratings and they just want to make money and they just want to get out there and tell you Trump's Hitler all over again and we're all going to die. Run for your lives. Women are going to be illegal. Gay people aren't going to be allowed to vote. You know, all of the hysteria that you get. You know, from a Trump candidacy. The media loves that. Oh, they love a good food fight. And they can do the same thing to DeSantis. Hey, this guy was endorsed by Trump. Come on, he's like Trump light, but worse. They're already trying to do that. Okay, they would love to run against Trump or DeSantis. They absolutely don't want to run against Tim Scott, because again, there's only one playbook, this guy's a racist. But the race thing looks it really, really silly when you're throwing it at a black politician. (laughs) Democrats just
6: call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas.
3: Totally. Okay, but you understand it's a little harder to get your way when you're calling the first black American to serve in both houses of Congress a racist. It's silly. It's shameful. It's out-and-out out clown stuff. But the other thing you get from the left, and this is—I love the hypocrisy of this. Kamala Harris, if you remember, is the lowest— polling vice president in the history of the United States.
4: She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind.
3: Not to mention the fact that she really has a tough fake laugh to be around. (laughs) It's tough. It's it's, It's a tough thing to watch, man. Okay, but understand, Kamala Harris is... Some of the worst poll numbers in the history of the vice presidency. Okay. The Democrats tell you all the time. Well, it's, you know, people don't support women. People are the worst. Republicans misogynists. They can't support a woman. That's the problem. They're not going to support a woman. Never mind that Kamala ran for president in the Democratic Party and was polling at 1% when she dropped out of the polls. She was polling at 1% in her own home state. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) Ha ha! Totally. okay. just awful. okay. so the fact that people don't like her is not because she's a woman. But this empty vessel the Democrats run when it comes to identity politics, that if you happen to be a Democrat and they don't like you, of course, it's because you're a woman. Oh, my goodness. The sexism. That's why they didn't vote for Hillary. Whole country sexist said the Democrats who kicked Hillary to the curb in 2008 in favor of Barack Obama. This is not OK. But that's what they did. You remember that? In 2008, they were like, Hillary was running. OK, and the Democrats, you know, support all women. So there was Hillary on the ballot, and the Democratic Party was like, now Get her out. Get her out of here. Kicked her right to the curb. Oh, it was ugly. They didn't even slow down the car. They took threw, threw Obama in there. But then Hillary came right back down the escalator 2016 to run again. And what did the Democrats say? We've got to support all women. Democrats are so full of crap. Oh, are they ever? And when she lost, what did they say? It's because people don't support women in this country. I'm going to play you a clip of MSNBC discussing Ron DeSantis' wife, a cancer survivor. Let me know if this sounds like they're supporting women. Clip 12.
4: For
8: many, she's the brighter side to Florida's angry governor. For others, she's become America's
9: Karen. <laughs> Tara, um, I think David's beaten you um, in terms of taking my breath away during a segment. Oh, America's Karen. David Jolly. Well, I called, Ooh, her, I called
6: her this, uh, you know, Serena Waterford wannabe needs to cut it out. We see you. There's, there's all kinds of names for her. She needs to stop trying to measure the great drapes in the White House and think that she's some kind of Jackie O reincarnate.
3: I mean, dude, that is really embarrassing stuff. This
4: is absolutely
3: gross. Seriously. But they'll turn around and be like, you got to support all women. Or how dare you go after Hunter Biden? Families are off limits. They say that all the time. We were just told this is the greatest thing in the world. We were just told this about the uh, Dana Bash. This is so great. Saying this today, the fact that Biden is shunning his seventh grandchild that's disturbing on so many levels because Republicans are bringing it up. That's the claim here. You don't bring up the family. You know, unless you're calling Casey DeSantis the woman from The Handmaid's Tale. Unless you're calling Melania a hooker, as they like to do. You don't bring up the family. Don Jr.'s a cokehead. They'd say that every day. Hunter Biden, an actual crackhead, posting pictures. I have, since Hunter Biden's laptop came out, I have seen so many penises. I feel like I'm on a women's swim team. Okay, but if it happens on the Republican side of the aisle, oh, hell. Listen to this Dana Bash clip, clip five.
6: This is a story that is sad and disturbing on so many levels. Um, Yes, it is political for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, yes, Republicans are using it and are going to take advantage of it in a way that is unfortunate and inappropriate. But the reason they are doing that is because and able to do that is because of the brand and the kind of person that we all know and believe Joe Biden to be because it's who he says he is. And it's somebody who is a family man. That's what we see all of the time.
3: You are so full of shit. Wait, 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 wait. that's what we see of Joe Biden all the time is a family man. Dude. He has a grandkid. He doesn't even acknowledge like she's alive. She knows that he's the grandpa. And she watches him and his wife go on TV and go, we just love our grandkids. We have six grandkids. <coughs> they have seven. Every Christmas, we hang up six stockings by the fireplace for all of our grandkids. <coughs> they have seven. They, Jill Biden often points out that they hang up a seven stocking. Is it for the grandkid? <coughs> nope. It's for the actual family dog. Dog gets a stocking. Grandkid no stocking. Is that the work of a family man? No. Give me a break. This is embarrassing stuff. Like, the only thing I offer you on the radio is, like, I'm semi-self-aware. I don't have an emotional investment in this stuff. It's a superpower on media. Most people really care one way or the other who wins this stuff. I just want the country to do well. I don't care, okay? If Kanye West somehow won the presidency in 2020, I know we have listeners who believe I voted for him. I know, I know there's, a, there's a faction of that out there in the audience listening right now that's convinced I did. Play the clip. Play the clip. <laughs> no, I'm not playing the clip. Come on, man. You're just another dirtbag. Whatever. The point is, OK, if Kanye West had won the presidency and the country was doing well, I wouldn't care. Oh, you won. Great. OK, the country's doing well. I just want the country to flourish. So I don't actually sit here and get blinded by emotion. Other people reporting in the media do. They genuinely do. I can tell you that. They have an emotional investment. And when you are operating from a place of emotion, it's denying you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you sound nuts. Okay, if you're out there telling us Joe Biden is a family man and that's what we see at every turn, you sound nuts. Shut up. You do. You sound nuts. That's the truth. And you look at it and you say, wow, this person, that's embarrassing. Why would they say that in the face of such incontrovertible evidence to the contrary? It's because emotion is denying them self awareness. Okay, the same self awareness they're being denied when the left comes out and tells you, oh, we got to support women. And then they're like, Casey DeSantis, she's a Walmart Melania. She's the girl from The Handmaid's Tale. She's a knockoff Jackie O. Those aren't people who support women. Okay, the hypocrisy not lost on DeSantis, who said the following when Stuart Varney asked him about it. It's clip 13.
9: It shows my wife is an incredibly uh, strong first lady of Florida, a fantastic mother, and a great wife. And that threatens the left. So she and I kind of shrug it off. Because we know it just shows they view her as a threat. Because the message that she was bringing in Iowa uh, about the rights of parents and how we are not going to take this anymore with the left trying to indoctrinate our kids, they understand that that resonates, not just with Republican parents, with independent parents, and yes, with Democrat parents. And so I think that they're very worried about her effectiveness. And so all that's doing is confirming that she's over the target.
3: Boom, there you go. And he's not wrong, though. He's not wrong. Does that mean he's going to be the next nominee? No. we got a long way to go. The only thing we're really learning right now is that the Democrats are in a really desperate spot because they don't have a deliverable right now. There's no deliverable. You can't point to the economy and be like, look, it's better. Can't point to the border. Can't point to safety. Can't point to schools. There's no deliverable. Yet they've got to sell people on doing this again. Okay, right now the woman's walking out the door. You know when a woman's leaving a guy, so he starts making big promises? Oh, baby, we was going to go cruise around the world. You know, oh, I was about to buy you them diamond girl. Where are you going? They're they on their way. You know, that's what they're doing right now. They see the woman leaving, packing the U-Haul. She's out of here. So they got to start making big promises. In this instance, the only promise they can make is that they're going to protect you against these horrible people. But the truth is, if DeSantis was a horrible person, there wouldn't be more Americans moving to his state than any other place in the country. It's the same scam they tried to sell you with Trump. Okay, yes, Trump throws a lot of wild pitches on Twitter. But if he was literally Hitler, they wouldn't have all had him on their media shows for the last two decades in media. He wouldn't have had the highest rated show on NBC for 14 years before they turned around in year 15 and were like, who's this racist? What the hell's going on? That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did him. The problem now is people see through the hypocrisy. They see through the scam. They see through the gas writing. They see through the performative outrage. And they see through all the double standards when it comes to men and women, which is why in this instant, it's getting late, really early in the Democratic Party.
2: Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
3: There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Johnny Joey Jones coming up in the next hour. He will undoubtedly comment on this clip. Joe Biden talking about our shortage of ammunition. Uh, it is clip 22.
8: This is a war relating to munitions and uh, the running out of those, that ammunition. And we're low on it. And so what I finally did, took the recommendation of the Defense Department, to, not permanently, but to allow for in this transition period where we get more 155 weapons,
3: with these
8: shells for the Ukrainians.
4: Are you stupid or something?
3: <laughs> Listen, guys, they're running out of ammunition. We're low on it, too. So we're going to go ahead and give them ours. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> is the craziest thing I've ever
4: heard in my life. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America Last.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Yes, it is. And the champ. Not happy. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. They're bringing in two guests in this hour to get me under control. Do you remember Mighty Joe Young? The gorilla goes crazy, just starts throwing Volkswagens. You're now spending an hour with Mighty Jim Young. I took a look around the world this morning. and You've got to get mad. Not happy. Okay. Why? Because there is a stampede of stupidity. That's really destroying this country. Emily Campagna is going to talk about it 20 minutes from now. And then after that, Johnny Joey Jones is going to stop by as well. But we begin at the top of the hour, the tippy top of the hour, with a caller who's been waiting patiently that I happen to like, and we're hoping he can calm me down before I get into this next story that I'm also not happy about. Kevin, you are now America's life's coach, life coach down in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Can you save the day?
5: Hey, I hope so, Jimmy. Good afternoon to you. But I've got some, it might be breaking news. I don't know. I, last night on television, I saw what looked to be a campaign ad for Kamala Harris. What? There was was no mention of Joe Biden at all. It was just all, it looked like a presidential campaign ad on television. I'm like, uh, honey, my, call my wife. Come here. You gotta check this out. It looks like it. There was, no, and it was some super back, and it was just all kind of showing or speak and look dreamy and everything. Can
3: I jump in? I, we, were you watching Comedy Central?
5: No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it was. It might might have been. Well, I don't think I was watching Fox News. I don't remember Amazon Prime, or whatever. I don't remember where it was. But, um, no
3: chance. I I have a better chance of being Miss Universe than she does of being president. No chance. I don't doubt. I don't doubt the conversation. It ran. But did that bring you to a theory? Do you have a theory? Are you saying they're trying to make a case for Kamala instead of Biden?
5: I was I was dumbfounded by it. I was perplexed. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, She's not announced as a candidate or anything. But, you know, I wanted I was telling your call screener, you know who I fear, though, as a Democrat nominee, Mm -hmm. I fear Gavin Newsom. Mm. I think I think that I think the independent voters in this country they're not going to care about the policy. He just looks the part. You know they say, That's whoever's sure. whoever's uh, the best-looking candidate and the fullest head of hair usually wins. <laughs> I mean, check box, check box. That's- I gotta tell you. Mm-hmm. I remember this Saturday Night Live. You're, you're a little younger than me. It's probably before your time. Back mm-hmm. when George H.W. Bush was running against Dukakis, mm-hmm. and they did this spoof ad, like a spoof campaign ad, mm-hmm. and they were like, George W. H.W. Bush, Bush, he's six foot three. Mike Dukakis is five foot six. Vote Bush. He's taller. <laughs> and
3: it worked. <laughs> I mean, I know it was a joke, but that's funny. Listen, nothing would surprise me on the Democratic side at this point because you can tell that, regardless of who the nominee is, they don't want it to be Biden like he's not their first choice. You know, it's hard to bump a president off a ticket. Uh, I don't doubt there's been conversations, and I don't doubt that Newsom has the appetite to run because he's doing a lot of media. But I think Kamala's, like, a really tough sell. Like, I don't doubt there's a dumb enough person to throw their money behind her because she got money the first time around. But, man, would it be a mess. On the bright side, Kevin, though, you have cheered me up because the prospect of Kamala running for president would be really good. Like as a comedy writer, as a guy who's on TV all the time, I'd enjoy covering it uh, and I wouldn't have to worry two seconds about her being the president. So congratulations. As America's life coach's life coach, you have succeeded in your first assignment, Kevin.
5: I really appreciate that. Can I talk about the Republicans for a moment?
3: Oh goodness gracious! Now you were winning. You were going to quit while you were ahead, Kevin. You had the win. no. no. All right, keep going. I'm going
5: surpri- to surprise you. I, you know, every every GOP election cycle, nomination cycle, there's always some surprise candidate. It's kind of like the the walk on on the basketball the college mm. basketball team gets put in the game, and he's mm. like a fan favorite, comes out of nowhere. And I think this year's is is. Uh, is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? Mm. I just think, you know, DeSantis. Everybody's saying he's the guy, but when he was eating pizza with with Waters uh, mm-hmm. during that interview, you could see the weight of the world on his shoulders. He I just didn't so. seem loose. But mm-hmm. Ramaswamy's mm-hmm. loose. He's he's young. He's got he's got original ideas, and I don't think he's going to win the nomination. Mm-hmm. But I would I'm going to put my money on him for second, and then third, a close third would be Tim Scott. I Ooh. think those are the top three trump Ramaswamy, scott and uh, Ramaswane's positioning himself for the future but if he is able to do well and mm. in that debate that's coming up if trump doesn't show up i predict him the winner i think you know there's a chance he could put himself in position for running
3: mate Ooh, what do you, you know, think of that uh you never know man i mean, it, it's gonna be really weird because he hasn't touched trump once so i would think that might actually be his aim You know, uh, he's going to tell you he's been on the show and I've seen him a lot here at Fox and Green Rooms. He's going to tell you he's in it to win it. But the fact that he hasn't said a word about Trump, I mean, not a word, he's not touching him. He was asked about it again last night by Piers Morgan pretty directly. Uh, Tells me he might have a you know, he might be working long con on the Trump side here. But that being said, he's definitely formidable, you know, from an intellectual standpoint. He's a sharp guy and he is funny. Uh, So you never know. I mean, I think it's like everything else. We're not going to know until they get in a ring. You know, Mike Tyson used to famously say everybody's got a plan until they get popped in the mouth. Well, I think the same can be said for the primary. I think everybody's going to have a plan until they get popped in the mouth August 23rd right here on the Fox News Channel. Good call, Kevin. We'll do it again, brother man. There you go. Get him out of here. Get him out. I'm kidding. But Kevin was basically co-hosting the show there. I mean, I, I gave the guy the win. I said, hey, I like your Democrat analysis. And he's like, well, I'm not done yet. I'm just going <laughs> to keep going here. Guy took over the show is what he did, and that's fine. He had good analysis, and you're all welcome, and we will get to more of your calls later in the show, time permitting. 888-788-9910. Really quickly, wanted to just get you up to speed on what's going on here because Emily's coming by, and uh, she is, of course, a legal mastermind, and uh, there's a bill in the California legislature. California, we were just talking about Gavin Newsom. There's a bill in the California legislature that would require judges in the state to consider a criminal's race in sentencing. Okay. Assemblymember Reggie Jones Sawyer, Democratic Chair of the California Assembly's Public Safety Committee, has quietly introduced Bill 852 in February. And this bill, so you understand, they went on to pass uh, the little known legislation in May. The measure is currently being considered in the California State Senate. And what it would do is it would add a section of the penal code of California requiring courts, whenever they have authority to determine a prison sentence, to rectify alleged racial bias in the criminal justice system by taking into account how historically persecuted minorities are affecting different, differently than others. The only problem is they're committing their crimes against members of the same race. I don't have to go too far into the weeds on this, but this is why woke bail reforms are bad. There should be no world where we're working on empathy for criminals. Crime is soaring at record levels right now. We need to focus on victims. We need harsher penalties for criminals. We need more support for police. We need more aggressive law enforcement, more rigorous enforcement. And at a time when they're always, ah, we need more gun laws is what we need. Then you see on the other side of this, the people pushing the gun laws are like, but, you know, if the president's son breaks a gun law, plea deal, no jail time. But if a person breaks a gun law that's from a minority background, we've got to lessen the sentencing guidelines. That's not a serious support of law and order. That's racial pandering. That's infantilizing a community at the expense of the same community. Do you understand over 90 percent of violent crimes are committed against members of the same race? So when you go out and you go, well, we're not going to jail these people. Okay. Okay understand whoever these people happen to be, white, black, Asian, it doesn't matter, Muslim, anything in between, okay? When you are letting the criminals out, you are doing so at the expense of people who follow the law. We don't need any type of sentencing reparations when it comes to crime and punishment, okay? We need deterrence. Letting somebody out easy because they are a member of a historical minority group is not making the streets any safer. Do you understand? That's the point I'm trying to make here. But that's the reason why a guy like Gavin Newsom might, as Kevin said, look the part. But we're living in a time where you cannot get out of California fast enough as it's presently constituted. You know, and that's the bigger problem here. When you look at You know, the old adage, what do I tell you? The Yogi Berra adage. You are what your record says you are. Okay, that was a Bill Parcells adage, by the way. Just to be clear, getting my sports figures wrong. I told you I was worked up today. They got two guests in this hour. Campania's coming by. Johnny Joey Jones is coming by. They're trying to get me under control. A mighty Jim Young throwing Volkswagens during the commercial breaks. I'm a lunatic. But stick with me, okay? You are what your record says you are. That's the sports analogy. Gavin Newsom's record says more people are fleeing his state than anywhere else in America. Not only are people leaving, but big corporations are leaving. Big companies are fleeing. Okay, they have a homeless problem that's out of control. Okay, I don't think you can call them homeless anymore because they're very progressive out there. I think you have to say free-range people. Okay, but they're not addressing the issue of crime. They're not addressing the issue of high taxes and higher crime and higher rates of criminal recidivism. And the fact that you basically have to turn tricks to afford a U-Haul because they've become so pricey on the rare occasion that they actually happen to be rentable because that many people are fleeing. So I know there is an aesthetic case to be made for Gavin Newsom. Okay, absolutely. I mean, the guy has broken three state records for hair gel consumption in the past year alone. Okay, no one's slicking it back like him. Like Michael Douglas in Wall Street is like blown away. By the commitment to gel and slick that Gavin Newsom is throwing to the camera day in and day out. His hair and makeup game, very much on point. The problem is, everything else in his state is on the sidewalk. And I'm not talking about good things. I'm talking about really disgusting stuff.
2: to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if you heard the top of the show, you heard the top of the hour, you said I was worked up. The chant was a little, you know. Well, I'm like a bag of cats over here. The country's a mess. So they, they brought in some guests to get me under control. And staring at me right now with a tranquilizer dart in her hands in case it doesn't work out. Like, you know, when, like, a lion gets out? She's a co-host of Outnumbered. She's the host of the Fox News True Crime podcast. She might witness another crime right now. Emily Campagno is here. Hey, girl.
7: They brought in the monkey cat.
3: I can (laughs) can take you down by leaping on your back. You have a net in your hand. This is unbelievable. I've never seen it. It's a weird (laughs) radio interview. A net, a little tranquilizer dart. Rah! Like that. And Claws. uh, good to see you, pal.
7: So good to be here with you, man. I missed you. It was an honor of a lifetime, really, to fill in for you the other day.
3: Uh-huh.
7: I had a blast, but I missed you. Oh, Being buddy. here without you, it's weird. Yeah, man. It's, it's you Garfield. Are the show
3: someone made a uh, someone once made a cartoon called Garfield minus Garfield, no. where they just take the it's cat out the, and it's yeah. just Odie. It's just and Odie. the guy John. So There's like a lot of lasagna, but no one's eating it. It's Calvin like, and Hobbes without which, Calvin, man. Yeah, it's just demoralizing the lasagna chef because none of it's getting eaten. It's like, what, That's my right. sauce no good? That's you know, right. Garfield minus Garfield. So the cat's back. I'm back. Yay. And lasagna's getting eaten, as you can see. <laughs> uh, but it is nice to see you. And I should point out, the, uh, it is, Mikey would shake his head to this. Mikey, thumbs up or thumbs down. Was the gen- general consensus that she actually did not a good job, like a phenomenal job? Was that not the takeaway? Oh, he doesn't even want to speak to this. <laughs> He's like, I plead the fifth. No, no. Josh put his thumb up, and then like, no. Yes, I you. said it to multiple people after Emily did a fantastic job. You Aww. did multiple people though, meeting your therapist <laughs> and uh, a person on Monster dot com <laughs> that was helping you pursue another career. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Em. No, no. Rave reviews. It was. Aww, it was. It, you it, no, it was crazy. We were thrilled. It was. It was nice to have you.
7: Whatever I did, it was the strength of the guests and the machine that is the show All and right, the team. Don't butter us up.
3: This show is a mess. Yo, just okay, you know, we are. You know how they say like in the Sopranos. There's a great moment in the Sopranos where uh, Frank Vincent's character is talking about the state of the mafia, and he's like, five effing families and that pygmy thing over in Jersey. That's our show, okay? <laughs> there's, there's families of media here at Fox. We're like the pygmy thing over in New Jersey. And that's fine. We're having a good time, okay? We're going to go to Holston's after this and eat some onion rings. We don't care. Uh, but anyway, it's nice to have you here. Tell us quickly about the Fox True Crime Podcast this week, because I believe it revolves around a city I just escaped on Sunday.
7: Cleveland. Yes, Well, all right, guys, buckle your safety belts because this week's episode is absolutely incredible. It's a survivor story and not just any survivor. This is, you might have heard of her, 21-year-old at the time, Michelle Knight, Mm. who was kidnapped and became the victim of an 11-year hostage situation in her captor's house. Uh, She was raped, beaten and tortured every day for 11 years along with two other young women. She now goes by the name Lily Rose Lee and I had the honor of hearing the story firsthand from her as well as what she is doing now and how she is helping others. She is... A survivor, one of the bravest people I've ever had the honor of meeting, and you will not want to miss her gripping story on the Fox True Crime podcast with Emily Campagno.
3: That is a heavy one because I remember yeah. like when she got out and everything, and everybody was like, Oh my good, that was a it was nuts.
7: They called it Miracle in Cleveland. Yeah. When they found the three girls they were able to rescue three women who had been held hostage in a guy's house for ten years while he had a family. They've made movies about it. They've written books about the The horror of it just Mm -hmm. cannot be overstated, so really incredible. No,
3: it's great, and it's good for the comedy on the show, so thanks for bringing it up. I'm kidding, but go watch the Fox News True Crime podcast. Uh, You can watch it. You can listen to it. You get to hang out with Emily. Now, get me back up to speed on this because we had this conversation off the air about why people, specifically women, love true crime so much. Is it partly because you were telling me that they're almost learning survival skills when they hear about the ordeals other people went through? 30%
7: 30% of true crime listeners believe that they are better equipped to defend themselves against a possible crime. So I think on one hand, it's humanity loving to be deliciously scared. It's mm. ghost stories and, yeah, yeah. and we love that stuff. And I think the other reality is that women and men, all listeners and viewers are, are yes, try. They, they then deem themselves equipped. If it happens to me, the perp's going down. You know, uh-huh. This is how I'm going to fight back. This is how I'm going to prevent it. Just today I interviewed a former Secret Service agent who runs now his own security company and he was educating me and We we recorded it. We'll release it later um, on all of those tips on how to fight back and Uh what to do and what weapons to carry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I pulled out my pepper spray on Sunday, yo. On 30th.
3: Get out of here. Yeah. I oh. mean, I,
7: I, you know, it's this it, to be ready, to be mm-hmm. equipped mm-hmm. Um, is paramount. And the number one thing is situational awareness. And um, I know all of you now, are strong, brave individuals. Now,
3: when you say former Secret Service, he didn't leave cocaine in the White House, did he? <laughs> or is he former from, like, previous generations? Previous <laughs> He's generations. Former as of, like, an hour ago. It's a really <laughs> odd story. I didn't mean to break the news here on His the name show. isn't Hunter, so Okay, no. well, there's that. Uh, we're going to get into that the next time I see you, like, honestly, off the air because we're coming up against a commercial break. But I still have so many questions about that the coke in the white house thing uh
7: i think the question's been answered by what i just said yeah Let's not fool ourselves right May I say that
3: i know I, I, I do I, I think it's pretty uh, straightforward right it's so it's so bizarre though and it like we're almost a week and a half out we don't have an answer which means the answer isn't a good one that's if right. it's a good answer you give it to us right away oh no they had a mage he was hopped up we know the answer thank you emily <laughs> campano telling it like it is uh great hang as always We'll do it again soon, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do.
8: Get her out. Get her out of here.
4: I
3: And the beat goes on. Now Eric Clapton getting involved. I mean, this is a major scandal. So much so that we kept Emily Campagna around for a second break. That's stupid. Use your <laughs> common sense. We're just going to do it. I, it's just that kind of day. We're playing loose ball over here. Well, we know
7: that President Joe Biden ghost wrote the lyrics for it. <laughs> I think writing, that's obvious by the lyrics. He's not
3: writing anything. Would you stop it? Uh, but Emily and I had started a conversation off the air that has now spilled into the show. Because this is a real, this is a real show. It's real people having real conversations. And I give the audience the highest security clearance in the world. There's nothing that goes on off the air that you can't know about on the air because I consider them, I consider everyone listening a shareholder in the show. You know, the Packers are like publicly owned. Yes. That's the thing. So you guys all have a little brick of the stadium with your name on it if you listen to Fox Across America. Now, I'm going to give you just a little, a couple of clips. You've probably covered on Outnumbered because you guys do all the big stories. You do the big stories. But this is a KJP clip. I just, I need to hear it one more time. Josh, it's clip six.
6: Been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family, and uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked the question. As you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. Oh, they were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And and um, I'll just leave it there.
3: Oh, shut up, woman. So that's KJP saying you're irresponsible if you're speculating about whose cocaine was found in the White House. Now, obviously, this is a matter of public interest because speaking to your legal background and your analytical mind, okay, if cocaine can just get into the White House all willy nilly and we don't know whose it is or how it got there. Doesn't that mean like anthrax could then get into the White House under that circumstance? Doesn't that mean someone could bug the White House under that circumstance?
7: There are so many issues with how she handled this and Mm -hmm. failed to handle this with um, the respect that the American people deserve. So first of all, White House logs proved her to be outright lying when she said that they weren't here the entire time. So she can green eggs and ham Blue eggs and green (laughs) eggs and Saturday and Friday, all she wants, but she was flat out wrong. Secondly, the insinuation or the flat out statement that the fourth estate is somehow should be shamed or is irresponsible for asking the questions on behalf of the American people that they are entitled to know just reeks, frankly, of the elitism that this White House continues to throw and shove down the throats of American people. That's not Biden's house. That's my house. That's the people's house and therefore to your point if an illicit substance makes its way into the people's house then damn right our tax dollars being spent accurately and adequately should determine number one whose it was how it got in there to the point that you just made which is if that can get in there what else can get in there and number three what i want to know is why there is such a Lackadaisical environment, there is such a climate where someone thinks they can bring it into the people's house, to the president of the United States' house, and can get away with it. Uh That's the lack of accountability that just flows freely from the Oval Office. And KJP is a poor human at best at her job for that display of um, sheer disrespect to the American people and the press.
3: Emily Campagno in studio, if you missed her comment to sum it up, she was saying, Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) That's exactly what she said. Sounded like that, too. (laughs)
7: That was the Cliff Notes. Uh, It was. Perfect.
3: Uh, Crazy. And it's, and it's true. Okay, there are so many questions, so many more questions than answers. And I do remember a time where the media was upset about Diet Coke in the White House. <laughs> like, like Trump's got Diet totally. Coke on the desk.
7: He ate two scoops of ice cream.
3: <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's a How bag about, of Coke.
7: Yeah. Get over two it. Two scoops of blow. How about let about people let's ask with about their that? bags of Coke.
3: It's so crazy. I can't. But what's weird about it, and this is the part that bothers me, is the reason KJP can take that approach is because the approach is effective with one side of the aisle because we got to this petty place in our politics where it's just so much more important to root against the other side than it is to constructively get to the truth of things that might affect all of us in this instance we're being denied a truth if the secret service is going to give us a briefing on thursday okay knowing what you know about you know white house having many cameras okay having logs having the ability to geolocate phone usage and people that could be in the area not to mention dna probably coming off of the bag no um wouldn't you say that if they wanted to solve this and give us a concrete answer as to who it was, they could do it pretty quickly?
7: You would think so. Uh-huh. The delay of this um, is not a reflection of the elite quality and the effectiveness of the Secret Service of course and law not. enforcement. Yeah. So then what is it?
3: Mm-hmm.
7: So clearly it's purposeful delay. But that's right? my concern. It has is to be.
3: But like she, so it's like in this position, they're in a bad spot because now their spokesperson for the last week is KJP effectively. Because the only word they're getting at, the only word getting out on this is what she's giving the media. So now they're being burdened and maybe even made to look incompetent, which we know they aren't, okay, by the bad messaging we're getting out of the White House. And it's inconsistent messaging because their stories change three times.
7: And to me, the, the most ridiculous, absurd part is that the White House didn't just say the most obvious thing, which is, this is unacceptable. We will circle back once we identify the perp and you know hold them accountable. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah. Just say that. And then all of us would have been like, okay, great. They're on it and the White House is on our side instead of them making everything worse, which they always do. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind this is the same party that, by the way, finds offensive someone's mere presence. Yeah. You being a white cis male, yeah. you offend people. Mm-hmm. Your American flag in your truck offends people and it hurts people just by virtue of you existing. So why couldn't the existence of cocaine, why is that all of a sudden okay? Like yeah. what, they, what they absolve and, and uh, allow mm-hmm. is so ridiculous when you put it against the landscape of what they say is unacceptable.
3: That's a really great point. And let me ask you one last legal question then, okay? If, in fact, you know, we don't actually know it's Hunter Biden's, we just have you know, a spidey sense that makes it seem like it would be a trendy pick given who, what you know about the people in the White House. That being said, if he is in the process of ironing out the fine points on a plea deal, would, in fact, it being his cocaine upend the plea deal?
7: It should. It would uh-huh. be per the stipulations of that plea deal. But let me tell you, 99.9999% of Americans who are in the process of a plea deal or have one, if they break the law, especially in a fundamental way such as that, then yes, it absolutely obliterates the plea deal and then they have the wrath of the government and the severity of the penalties for all of the charges Uh uh, that usually the plea deal would would sort of mitigate um, and the additional ones. However, his last name is Biden, which means that he'll probably get away scot-free again.
3: That's so crazy. So what we're basically going to find out Thursday— is either somebody's taking the rap for this and leaving with cash and prizes to keep their mouth shut. 100%.
7: Or they're
3: going to be like, due to the high volume in the area it was found and the traffic and the cameras and ah, the boo ba ba. we don't know. And I think that's where it's going to go.
7: Just like the Supreme Court leak.
3: Yeah. I would. Oh, yeah. yeah. We never found the SCOTUS leak, And it always happens. If they want you to know, you know. And if they don't, you're not going to. In a perfect world, it's Biden's, not Hunter's, Joe's. And we perk this guy up a little bit. Cocaine Biden might be funny. You know we had cocaine bear? How about cocaine Biden? He just runs <laughs> through the woods, but he stays upright. Cocaine Biden. It's not like the guy falling down. It's the guy who can't ride a bicycle. Cocaine That's Biden might right. be good.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah,
3: talk a lot. No note card. If oh you, cocaine Biden doesn't need notes. He's going to talk. <laughs> he doesn't need a list of people to call on, Emily. I'm trying to help the country over here I don't know what your motives are, but I'm here to help. Uh, And this was great.
7: This was great, man. No,
3: it's we got a a bonus episode. A double compagno. Two for Tuesday.
7: Two for Tuesday. Like a classic
3: rock, you know, get the let out, that type of thing. By the way, do you know how hard Kennedy and I rocked? Driving from Cleveland back to New York on Sunday,
7: my heart aches with not the, having joined oh,
3: you. Oh yeah, no, it was it was that good. Like it was, it's really. But everyone, I'm li- everyone listening to this, okay. If you find yourself in a situation where your flight's getting canceled because of weather, but you know for a fact it's nice out where you're supposed to land, because that's what us, okay. I texted Jenny from the plane, hey, they just told us they're canceling the flight because of bad weather in New York. She's like, Jimmy, I'm at LaGuardia with the roof off the Bronco. The (laughs) Yankees are on the field. The weather's fine. But once you hear that, you know it's being canceled for like probably like a staffing shortage with like the flight traffic controllers or something. I don't know. I don't have an answer. But any time I've ever been flying and my plane was canceled for weather but weather wasn't happening, it's usually because every flight was being canceled because of either like a computer issue they didn't want to discuss, a staffing shortage that might have been affected by the vaccine mandate. I don't have the answer. point is, I knew we weren't taking off ever again on that flight. The minute they said to me, yo, due to bad weather in New York, we're going into a holding pattern. I texted New York. I'm like, is everything okay? They're like, yeah, it's sunny out. I'm fighting with Lincoln to put on sunscreen. I'm like, okay, so the weather's fine. And the minute I knew that instinctively... I got on with the rental car company as we were landing the plane and booked a rental car because I realized once everyone else got off the plane and looked at the board and saw 85 canceled flights, it was going to be a Lord of the Flies thing at the rental car counter. So the point is I get the car, and the reason I'm sharing this with all of you guys is because if you're in a situation where it is drivable – okay, I'm not talking about – if you're on the other side of the country, there's nothing you can do. You're going to be the guy who's on the news sleeping at the airport for a day and a half. It sucks. It happens from time to time. But if you're in a position where you got like a four or five-hour drive or, you know, a seven or eight-hour wait at the airport, you should always get the car just because you get that feeling of like the open road. Like you're in charge of your life. You're not being held hostage. You're not, you know, so frustrated by everything around you in the airport. And you should actually just go. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there's a lot of value in that stranded situation of like, take – give me back my purse. You dig? Absolutely. So that's, so that's what we did. We put on some some Van Halen. The like classic yes. Van Halen.
7: Yes. That
3: we, you know, we dive her down. Jump. Like think, yeah, you know, things like that, 1984.
7: I love that you guys turned a situation where you would have been piggy and had the boulder crack you in the head to mm-hmm. you being the mom in Home Alone on the back of the U-Haul with the polka band arriving on time.
3: Were we ever, and it was some fine polka.
7: By the way, I trained from D.C. to here on Sunday, and I was underneath that weather cloud. Yeah, yeah. The whole train ride was like a monsoon. Oh, so wait, it, late I, at
3: night because it was pouring when we yeah, got back.
7: Because like when I, yeah, because when I left DC, mm. like it was sunny there and then. Yeah. I caught up with the storm and then just rode it all the way, like surfed into New York City. That's so funny. insane.
3: Well, at 11 o'clock Sunday morning, New York was gorgeous. <laughs> the, the, you know, so at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it was fine. At 4 o'clock, it was okay. <laughs> the Yankees played a game in the right, Bronx, right. but we couldn't land a plane next door. Like, that's a little bit of a racket. But the point is, we took back our lives from the racketeers.
7: Yes, you did. And
3: we cruised Route 80. And I am now wanted in multiple states. But that's fine.
7: Good thing you know a criminal defense.
3: Attorney. Yes. I. Oh, Emily Campagno. That's right. All right. Good. Well, once you're done defending Hunter, I'll call you up. All right. We're back after this.
2: Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm
4: trying to use the
2: phone. 888 You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: it's Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Thaler. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are. We have a best-selling author on the phone. Uh, the new book, Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a modern warrior's book of heroism, patriotism, and friendship. I am now joined by the author of Fox News contributor, Johnny Joey Jones. Hey, man.
8: Hey, brother. How's it going?
3: Uh, it's good, man. Uh, we, uh, Emily Campagna was just here, our mutual pal. And uh, we, they came in straight with, like, a, a, like an old-school water hose and just hosed her out of the studio when they heard we had you booked on the show.
8: <laughs> I so don't believe that she, for a second.
3: No, she's going to be a little sore when you run into her, so say something nice. <laughs> just gone goodbye. There she went. Uh, when last we spoke, we were moderating uh, your book launch or at least your Zoom book signing. But my question is not about that because we talked about it for hours and hours. Uh, <laughs> my question is, how did the hang go down in Dalton, Georgia, Friday night?
8: Oh, man, the hometown showed up.
4: You did
3: that?
8: They, they weren't playing. It was pretty amazing. Probably the most humbling experience in my professional slash media career so far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want uh, you want to do your home proud. Uh, people always say, "Don't let it change you," or you know, stuff yeah. like that. And you find out real quick if you still represent where you came from, whether or not they show up and support you. And they sure did that.
3: Oh, uh, that's rad, man. Uh that's it's like seriously, that is cool to hear. But just so we're on the same page, I am hoping you change personally. <laughs> I mean enough there's only so much we can all nobody wants to say it to you you're a nice guy but no I'm kidding it's great stuff uh have the, has everyone in the world been making you talk about this munition situation with Biden because I don't obviously have your military background but I promise the listeners you might be able to speak to it uh where is the where is the um basically the challenge flag coming from one side is that if we're giving out uh the specific munitions I want to make sure I get that right that there is a concern that they can ultimately harm civilians when they're left lying around. And it was a guy who l- worked in EOD, uh, what say you?
8: Yeah, so I, I don't mind to give you a definition of what cluster bombs yeah, are. I haven't been, haven't been super read into this as yep. far as a political kind mm-hmm. of one side or the other talking point. Yeah, but
3: fair. I, Good. I don't know. have been out selling a book. And That's the last thing we things. need. Yeah, yeah, just give us the straight dope. But,
8: But a cluster bomb, basically what it is, is you're talking about a bomb or even a projectile, like something you shoot out of a cannon. Mm -hmm. And when it goes through the air, at a certain point before it hits the ground, uh, it has a high-tech fuse on it, and it opens up like a clamshell. It spreads apart, and inside of it are other bombs. Mm -hmm. And usually these bombs are either little golf ball size, and they land on the ground, Mm -hmm. and then once they land on the ground, they're activated, and they work as a landmine. Or they can come with their own little mini parachute, and Mm -hmm. they float down, and as soon as they hit something, they blow up, but they they need to do it in a certain direction to be effective. Mm -hmm. And so that's two of the most common examples. There are others, Mm -hmm. but basically what they're intended to do is to – like if there's a convoy on a road, you can't – rather than trying to hit every truck, you throw out one of these, and these little parachute ones will take out the majority of the trucks along with – big holes in the ground everywhere else Mm -hmm. the other ones are literally meant to create a minefield uh in front of your enemy as they advance on you so they're sophisticated in the nature of how they work but they're very indiscriminate as far as how they end up damaging people and so that's the problem right Mm -hmm. if you parachute down a bunch of uh a bunch of bombs that basically shoot plasma through you can you guarantee that every one of those lands on a soldier or l- doesn't land on the home of a civilian? No, yeah. not at all. If you make a minefield with one of them, can you guarantee that everyone who who disturbs one and gets blown up is a soldier? No, you can't at all. So they're considered a, a ratchet up mm-hmm. on the battlefield. Like they are considered the next step after shooting at someone directly. So you have direct fire, indirect fire. This is indirect fire. You can't guarantee That everywhere one of these lands or every person that sets one off is who you're trying to kill. And when you're fighting a war inside cities, not only that but friendly cities, um, that's a big decision to make, and it's not a small thing.
3: Talking to Johnny Joey Jones, best-selling author, Unbroken Bonds of Battle. I mean you can – Let me say – Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead.
8: There's one one other step to this that's really important to me, Jimmy, Mm. is – Guess who's doing the EOD work over there two years from now? Guess who's going and taking apart the bombs that the Russians shot and the Ukrainians shot that Mm -hmm. are still in Ukraine if Ukraine wins this war? It's not just Ukrainians. It is NATO. It is the United States. So it's my buddies that will end up in Ukraine trying to disarm these very sensitive bombs that come out of cluster bombs that don't go off. And it's my buddies who will lose their life and limb. I've got buddies that lost life and limb in Cambodia, in mm. Laos, in Vietnam, decades later doing this work. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what will happen to our men and women if these types of munitions are used in this war. And that's what really sucks.
3: Well, that's, no, that's ridiculous. I'm glad you could put a point on it the way you did. We are 15 seconds from a commercial break, but you're riding high. Best-selling author, the Braves are in first. What's not to love, man? <laughs>
8: Hey, good life in Georgia, buddy. Good life in Georgia.
3: (laughs) There he goes. The legendary Johnny Joey Jones.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's
3: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, is it ever? You better buckle up, girlfriend. It's got a rowdy hour coming up at Fox Across America. Bringing in one of my buddies, Brian Brenberg, host of the Big Money Show and a parent And he is going to weigh in on this white trash White House and their refusal to acknowledge their grandkid, something that is still going on and being defended in corners of the media. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. There's so much going on in the world. But I have to tell you, a lot of the problems facing this country right now have to do with a dereliction of duty by families. Okay, most of society succeeds and achieves and aspires and dreams and works and competes because of leadership in their home as opposed to leadership out in Washington. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I mean, if you look at so many of the problems, like, you know, crime, okay, is a good example. This, this absolute lack of regard people have for other people's lives, for other people's property, for other people's physical well-being. Okay, that is the end result of people not growing up in strong homes where there was parental leadership. Okay, giving them values, giving them an obligation to be a part of a greater good in society, as opposed to a what do I want, when do I want it, smash and grab world that we now live in. Okay, and a big part of that is because we don't have strong families, we don't have strong fathers. Okay, Hunter Biden is the father of a child. Okay, in the Jerry Springer epic that is the Biden family, he, of course, had an affair with his late brother's widow, and in the process of doing so, also knocked up a stripper. Okay, now this stripper, I do not say that. If you ever hung out with me in my 20s, I am not telling you that is a negative that she is a stripper. I am not giving you a negative connotation when I say the word stripper. Uh, I am giving you something uh, that is... uh, You know, uh, an art form that I supported wholeheartedly uh, when I was a younger man. uh, But I do not support now in case Jenny happens to be listening. But the point is, Hunter Biden had a father to child with this stripper and then did everything he could to disavow any responsibility whatsoever. Hunter's a dirtbag. Said it before and I'll say it again. Okay, and they went all the way through with a paternity test and then they went as high as a lawsuit with her ultimately suing him to get any child support at all out of Hunter Biden. This, while it is confirmed that he is, of course, the father, but has no relationship with his child. Now, I'm not saying this particular poor girl is going to grow up to be a criminal, but I'm saying the biggest problem we have in our society is absentee parenting. And Hunter Biden in the White House is one of the faces of this country right now, Okay, has a father, Joe Biden, who brags day in and day out about his relationship with his grandkids, yet physically will not acknowledge, acknowledge the existence of that kid. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's disgusting. Okay, here's the view. I'm going to play a clip from the view. I don't mean to do this to you. Nobody wants to listen to a clip from the view. It's listen. You guys got enough adversity in your life right now you know what? Maybe it'll make you feel better. Hey, you might be stuck in traffic, but guess what? You're not stuck in the audience. You're not stuck in the audience on The View. The View is awful. Seriously. But here is The View uh, saying no big deal. No big deal that you want to know about this. This is clip three.
6: President Biden doesn't need to overstep his son. I like that part, but mm-hmm. I don't know why they go out of their way to say six grandchildren or four kids. When my parents talk about me, they say, we love all our kids. We love our grandbabies. I've never seen them <laughs> numerically repeat over the and re- over. I like three re- kids. I like four of no, this. I the like re- three
5: kids.
6: The reason that's happening is because the right wing, who again is weaponizing everything related to Hunter, keeps asking, so how many children do you have, Mr. No, President? No, it's many grandchildren do you have, if one speech
4: is delivered. Maybe Maureen something else to write about. Yeah, so they write about that. something else. I mean, they uh, were, I just, about I, I'm sorry. You know, these things are, for me, when you start talking about people's families and what yeah. they're doing, it's I, I find it unnecessary. This is not anybody's business. Nobody needed to know about this. No. This is private. What would you do with the brain if you had one?
3: It's a very fair question to ask the carbohydrate enthusiasts over at The View. Uh, but here is Alyssa Farah. OK, to her credit, Alyssa Farad portrays the Republican on The View. And, you know, 99 times out of 100, the Republican on The View is supposed to be a go-along-to-get-along voice. OK, in rare instances, Megan McCain. OK, Christina Hasselbeck, Elizabeth Hasselback. Screwed that one up. Elizabeth Hasselback. Come on, Jimmy! What's going on here? Anyway, when there's pushback on The View... Oh, my goodness gracious. It looks like a WWE match where guys come running out of the locker room with steel cage match. Steel cage match. Start bashing people with steel chairs. Looks like a no holds barred match. Okay, they don't like pushback on the view. But to her credit, Alyssa Farah did at least acknowledge the obvious that if this was a different president besides Biden, we would absolutely be talking about it. Clip four.
1: But no, like if it was Trump, we would talk about it is the thing. If Trump had a grandkid, he wasn't acknowledged. Talk he probably about it he does. didn't acknowledge Tiffany very
0: well,
3: much. I, I, I admire your honesty. But did you hear that part? It's so great. The voice that if Trump had a grandkid, we didn't know about. It. He probably does. Saying it like it's a negative. You understand the connotation there being that it would be. Now, of course, he probably does. That's because he's a garbage person. And by default, is she's essentially saying anyone doing that such a thing is kind of making a garbage move. Come on, man. Yes, because by default, that would mean Biden qualifies. Here's Dana Bash. I played this earlier in the show today. It needs to be played again. Dana Bash says the Republicans are the bad guys. The po- Republicans are the bad guys for talking about the fact that they're giving this kid the old shutout. Clip five.
6: This is a story that is sad and disturbing on so many levels. Um, Yes, it is political for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, yes, Republicans are using it and are going to take advantage of it in a way that is unfortunate and inappropriate. But the reason they are doing that is because and able to do that is because of the brand and the kind of person that we all know and believe Joe Biden to be because it's who he says he is. And it's somebody who is a family man. That's what we see all of the time.
3: Now, understand, okay, when you start hearing her say things like, ah, Joe Biden's a family man. (laughs) That's what we see all the time.
5: You are lying your ass off.
3: You are not a family man if you're shunning one of your grandkids. Okay, you're not. Hunter Biden, just a straight white trash dirtbag, okay? Children need leadership in the home. They need a strong parental presence. And the idea that anyone in the media is going to try to argue to the contrary with all the problems befalling this country right now, with all the kids... Okay, that are trapped in failing schools because Democrats stand in the way of school choice because they're beholden to teachers' lobby. Okay, with all the crime that we're seeing in the city where people have no regard for other lives, it's because so many people are being raised in scenarios where there's no regard for theirs. Do you understand? Okay, this little girl seems to have a loving mom, but she is being openly shunned by the president of the United States. Okay, and you're dealing you know, with an administration who likes to tell you, if you remember, oh, they're all our children, every one of them. (laughs) Apparently not. Apparently not every one of them. But the fact that The View sticks up for this, the fact that The View absolves this, this is where we've gotten in our politics, okay? There used to be something called a greater good, okay? where we would agree or disagree on a political issue, but if something was part of the accepted greater good, Of course, we agreed on that. We didn't fight there. You picked your battles. Maybe we have a disagreement on border policy. Maybe we have a disagreement on some spending bill. Great. But we all acknowledged, like, criminals were bad. We all acknowledged that, like, children need our support. We all acknowledged that, like, a man couldn't have a baby.
9: Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the
3: daddies. Yes, sir. Okay, but we all had those universal truths that we shared as a people. But now the way it works is politics is just, it's straight up just a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. Any issue, you, whatever comes out of your mouth is now an invitation to fight. Well, you know, only women can get pregnant. What are you, nuts? You transphobe? Bring it on! <laughs> it's crazy. <sighs> You know, not acknowledging your children as dirtbag stuff. Wait, what? Says who? I mean, come on, man. Okay, if you're a parent, you have a child. Okay, you have a developing child. And you don't have a strong presence in their life. Okay, I understand. It's going to happen. You know, you get in a fight with the other person. You know, sometimes logistics of these relationships are challenging. It's tough to communicate. But I'm telling you the greatest thing you could ever do, ever do, is try, okay, or attempt Okay, to make peace, to solidify that relationship with your child. There is no more rewarding experience I can point to on this earth than raising a child, okay, and, like, having a good relationship with a child. It's the reason I bring the kid on the radio all the time, okay? It's not because he's particularly good at being on the radio. Shut your mouth. But the point is, no, of course we have a great time, okay? We have a great time everywhere we go. But the truth is, when you are raising a child, you are living for a life other than your own. And you're doing so, obviously, because of your love of that child, but also because of your societal obligation to try to be part of the greater good, to make a positive impact on society that helps the collective move along. Okay, that was the whole point of America, out of many, one. Yeah, we can go live our own individual lives. But there's this eye on the prize mentality of, hey, how is this helping society? How is this looking out for the neighbor? How is this creating an atmosphere that might potentially benefit all of us as, to, as opposed to leading to more crime, as to leading to more of a disregard for my fellow man or woman or they or them or whatever the hell else we've got to call things now? Fine. I'm not even saying it in a disparaging way. I'm just saying my time is limited. Okay, there's a reason they don't do sing-alongs at school anymore. They would take six days. It used to be like the guy'd play the piano and be like, just the boys, you know, she'll be coming round the mountain when just the girls. Oh, we'll all go out to meet her when she comes. Now it's just the theys, just the thems, just the cisgender non binary, just the two spirit. <laughs> piano guys like act literally sleeping with his head on the piano, still trying to play along, calling out all the genders. It's exhausting. They can't do it anymore. And it doesn't mean you don't have the right to go be what you want and use the pronouns you support. That's all great. It's America. Do you, boo? Whole point of the country. The whole point of the country. Freedom! Okay, but you can only have that freedom. Okay, if we uphold law and order, if we uphold our God-given rights, if we try to prioritize a greater good. And people who are not in a productive relationship with their children at a time where they are in their formative years— are doing great harm to the child. And anyone on a show like The View that wants to give the White House a free pass because they're Democrats and they want to pretend that there's a world where they wouldn't actually say the same thing if it was a Republican, I mean... Come on, don't bullsh** me. Dude, if this is a Republican president openly shunning their grandchild, oh, could you imagine just the the screaming and the view, just the rage-eating alone between commercial breaks? My God, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. But they look the other way because we've gotten to this other petty place in our politics now where people aren't concerned about a greater good. People aren't concerned about shared values. You know, people aren't concerned about kids, like actual kids. No, no, man. Tell them to chop their junk off. That's our new position. No, no, no. Take them to a drag show. That's the new position. I know traditionally you had to be over 21 to get into a drag show. But no, no, no. Kindergarten. That's that's the new position now. We just, what do you mean? No, no. We abandoned it like 20 minutes ago. That's what's going on now with like biology. That's what's going on now with, like, sex education in kindergarten or second grade or third grade. Okay, things kids shouldn't see. But kids don't have a lobbyist group that keeps them protected. They have parents. Thankfully, a lot of parents are starting to stand up for kids. You know, but the people on the left don't care about the kids. The kids are just another means of getting votes. Nobody looking out for a kid's well-being tells them they might be trapped in the wrong body at a time when they just got out of someone else's body. Wait, now I'm still in the wrong body? When does this end? When do I get to my body? The answer is never if you are a political lane of opportunity for the dirtbags like the ones who host The View, who have no regard for the kids or the well-being or the greater good, they're just trying to help their party. But if that becomes the standard operating procedure in our country, it doesn't matter which party wins, we all lose.
2: It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. My own damn fries.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be wrapping with my man Brian Brenberg in the next break. Uh, but right now, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't cast an eye on our listeners up at WVMT in Vermont, uh, where I'm hoping everyone is staying safe. We we're reading on the Daily Mail during the break that up in uh, the capital of Vermont, in Montpelier, uh, the major dam is just a foot from bursting, uh, if this is accurate. Uh, two months of rainfall in two days. We've got homes flooded. Owners are told it's too late to evacuate in a lot of instances. This is a bad situation. We've got 110 people rescued from the city. We've got a lot more people trapped. We've got 78 roads closed, submerged in flood water. Uh, I've been keeping tabs on this from afar. But as I dial into the story now, like this is out-and-out craziness. So if you're up there, like please stay safe. Uh, good gosh. And if you are hoarding like supplies or prepare, preparing to evacuate or is there's anything we can help you with, Uh, Obviously, you know, we are here for you as a show. I have a great affinity for our VMT listeners. Not so much the talent at the radio station, but I like the listeners a lot. And uh, our phone lines are open. Uh, My mailbox is open. You guys can all message me directly on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. uh, Or you can call Mikey's home number. It's 212—I'm kidding. Uh, But seriously, stay safe if you're listening up there in VMT. And we will continue to update the story as we roll on. But basically, the flooding uh, across the Northeast and New England, they're saying, is going to cost between 3 and $5 billion, uh, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, the one thing I come back to that's great about this country is whenever we are faced with a local adversity, hurricane. You know, you saw that down in Florida recently, you know, you get all kinds of flooding and stuff like that. You know, people, the actual generosity of people, the human spirit uh, answers the call. And people really do go to bat for other people and try to help in whatever way they can, you know, send resources. That's the point of the country. That's what makes the country great is there is a collective human interest here, which is why I'm telling you it's weird. You know, every once in a while I get stuck on an issue on the show. I'm telling you as a parent it is a really garbage move for the White House to be publicly shunning a grandkid and for anybody to be pretending it's okay. I understand kids born out of wedlock. That happens to people. It's just reality. I understand this. Plenty of people are listening right now that have had an estranged relative, okay? You know, you go through a messy divorce. You know, you get in a fight with your kid. Fine, I get it. But if you are the adult, if you are supposed to be the thought leader in this relationship, uh, you still got to task yourself with trying to repair that relationship. And it's not easy, and I know sometimes you're not going to be able to because people aren't going to comply. But you owe it to yourself to try because, heaven forbid, you pull it off, you know, you are getting rewarded with the greatest thing in the world, which is, you know, your love of a child and that relationship you get to have. And then, yes, the obligation you do have to society. You know, I'm not talking about, you know. You have a 35-year-old kid is a pain in the ass. All right, whatever. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'd still want you to get back together with your kid and work it out. But if you've got a 3-year-old or a 4-year-old and seriously, you're just like, nah, I'd rather go to the bar, let this kid handle himself. I'm not dealing with it. You're on your own. Okay? That I can't get behind
2: garbage like you just makes me sick
3: but this idea that we're living in a country where anyone would give the white house a free pass for that i'm telling you it's really really big you're not supposed to do that stuff folks we're going to talk about it with brian brenberg who's a phenomenal tv talent uh he's a great friend of mine he's good of a friend as i have in this business but above all else he is a parent uh invested in his family and the impact they have on society and everybody they come into contact with. Something we need a little bit more of right now. We're in a bad place in this country when I am the voice of reason. I think he's got a point. 2,000 flights cancelled in the holiday week. All kinds of adversity faced, not only by the American people but the personalities they love on television. Yesterday, we told you about Bill Hemmer's. Uh He did not have a tale of woe. Hammer beat the curve. He knew every flight was getting canceled. I heard this. He moved his flight home and got I, up early.
0: Typical Hemmer.
3: Of course, we weren't all as fortunate. Uh, You've all heard of my seven-hour driving odyssey. I had 700 miles of driving uh, on Sunday. Joining us now is a man who did not get stuck in the airport. However, he did fly home at 4 in the morning. Yeah, no, I was supposed to
0: get back to New York at 11.50 Sunday Mm -hmm. night. Got back 4.15 a.m. Ouch! morning Ouch. and you know like this is the one time i had a tv on the flight too. something you know, i'm gonna get watch my cousin vinny or something no i gotta try to sleep on that thing and you, you bring the neck pillow because you're like okay i'm gonna do this and you just end up sleeping forward the whole time and you wake up and you've got a neck injury. creaky and cranky
3: you, know, and so you gotta go to the
0: chiropractor right away
3: oh man these are the indignities you suffer. No, I mean, life is hard. Life <laughs> is tough. But, you, <laughs> you don't know, understand, Send guys. the sympathy
0: letters into the w- Jimmy We're Filler starting show. a
3: GoFundMe. It's a GoFeedMe. <laughs> I need a meal. I've been eating Greek yogurt to try to lose the vacation weight. <laughs> a lot of Greek yogurt in my office these days, Brian Bremberg. A lot of it. Uh, let's talk about it, though. You made it back in one piece. That's a win. But the thing I was trying to tell you uh, off the air, which I think we agree on and I think our audience would benefit from hearing, is because so much of this airline adversity is beyond your control, You actually are just tasked with finding a way to make it fun. That's Mm. what you're supposed to do. Mm. You're supposed to lean into like the debauchery. Because I think if you go the other way and you just yell at a woman behind a counter, she has nothing to do with it. No, then you make two people's lives terrible. Yeah, it's awful. That's why I had to get out of the airport. But here's the other thing. This is a real – I always tell them I'm America's life coach. And most I would qualify to be America's life coach. Why? Because most life coaches are broken people. You know what I mean? Like the people that give it. Re- <laughs> it's like they're giving relationship advice, but they've been divorced seven times. Like, I don't Got know. a lot of experience in the wrong end of this thing. Uh, I do I really need stock tips from the guy living in the tent under the overpass? <laughs> I don't doubt he has opinions, uh, but I don't know that this is like the, the pedigree I want. But anyway, stick with me. Uh, here's the other thing, and it's, it's, it's important. Okay. If you guys find yourself flying at any point in any time in the near future and your flight is canceled for a reason that you can ascertain for a fact is not true. It just means there's something going on that day. I don't know what the something is. Could be a shortage of air traffic controllers, I was once uh, hit by the vaccine, like the the sick out that the pilot staged last summer. Jenny and I were supposed to go down to Houston, famously, to go see Garth Brooks. Oh, right. I know this one. Me, Jenny, and Lincoln meet at the airport on a Friday night. It is 72 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. One of those days where it's so nice out, you just feel guilty for your privilege of being. (laughs) And we walk into the airport, and literally every flight out of LaGuardia has been canceled. There is a ground stop. You're like, well, we've had some weather in the area. like I, what area you've I, never seen an area like that before <laughs> that is a big area the, the sky is so clear i could actually see garth brooks he's doing a sound check <laughs> in houston that's how clear the sky is from here to there but no flights are taking off and when you know that's the case there's another thing they're not going to tell you that in this instance might have been a vaccine yeah. mandate i don't know that to be true i just know there was something that wasn't the weather so having that experience to draw from when we were leaving cleveland on sunday And they said, hey, due to the weather in New York, I immediately texted Jenny. She's like, the weather's fine. We have the roof off the Bronco. The Yankees are taking batting practice right now. I was like, oh, I get it. We're never taking off. At which point I had the presence of mind to rent a car. So I'm sharing this little tidbit for everybody listening right now because if you find yourself traveling and you're getting a reason for the delay that doesn't check out, abandon this route of travel if possible.
0: Get a second opinion. You got to get the second opinion. If the second opinion contradicts the first, you
3: know – Get first out guy's there. not telling the truth. No. Find another mode. Thank you. The first guy is getting some kickbacks from that Max and Irma's where you're going to be ordering eight <laughs> hours worth of drinks. And I love you, Max and Irma's. If you're listening, shout out to Max and Irma. Her and I had a falling out for a while, but Max repaired the relationship. Uh, Everything's going to be Max. fine.
0: That, I mean, that's what I do. If I'm stuck in the airport, it's food. Yeah. Like, that's the way that I indulge this thing. Oh, yeah. That's the go-to. It can't but the even... problem is that's you know uh-huh. hurting me in the long term because I'm paying 50 bucks for Big shot the equivalent of a McDonald's
3: hamburger. Big shot And I can't even make it booze anymore because we're public figures. (laughs) I got to hold my life together. There's a real there's a real thing now. The first time you walk through an airport and like you say hello to 25 people, it's the coolest experience in your life. And then you realize like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I got to start doing this with pants on starting next <laughs> time I travel. Oh, this isn't good. This is good. All
0: the fun is taken out of travel. Shoes and, and you socks? know Jimmy Fallon. walks down the aisle the the, Dude, the plane were, and
3: everyone's saying hi and high five. Stop on. it. It's great. I'm happy to see everybody. But there was a time where, you know, if there was an airport fountain, I was a candidate to get in it. If, you know, the flight was delayed, <laughs> we were going to hit that bar and we were going to throw him down. That's all I'm trying to say. But as a guy trying to set a positive example, as a parent... Okay, I was talking about this earlier, Brenberg. This is what I told you you're going to earn your money today. Okay. I'm going to rope you right into this That's one. Right. I think it's a dirtbag move that the Bidens are shunning a grandchild. You are the head of a household. You have a yeah. flourishing, fabulous family. Uh, they've been to my house several times despite the protest of Jenny and Lincoln. <laughs> and the na- we have the one neighbor. You lost That's the that, one that, neighbor. That, look,
0: that guy asked for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I,
3: I, am I going to hear the Eagles one more time? <laughs> This, if this guy's got to play pet sounds from start to finish yes! one more time. You can
0: never go wrong. Pet uh, sounds.
3: I'm going to have a Brian Wilson breakdown over here. <laughs> the fellas play pet sounds again. Uh, but can you get on board with this? Because I don't think there's any world where the White House, of all places, should be getting a free pass for this. Well, number one, uh, I don't. the easy route
0: on this for the president would simply be to acknowledge the obvious reality. And, yeah. and it would be over. We wouldn't be talking about it. But. I, what makes it bad is, and you probably know this, I know people in my life mm-hmm. who, you know, grandparents who have grandkids and mm-hmm. the circumstances
3: are difficult through
0: which they, mm-hmm. they those grandkids came into the world were not good and nobody loves it and nobody's yep. maybe condoning it. Yep. But the grandparents are classy and they know this child didn't ask for this. Yep. It wasn't the child's fault. Mm-hmm. But we want to love this child. Thank you. Because it's going it, to help the kid. Thank we'll you. Deal with all the other stuff in some other way. Yep. But it's about the kid. So when you can, when you see people doing that, mm-hmm. and then you see this, yeah, you know there's a you can see, you know the gap. Even if you've never personally experienced it, yeah. you know the gap.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And for a president who likes to talk about all the time, yeah. Family and commitment. Yeah. and und- I mean, like his devotion to Hunter is obviously yeah, it's, it's a
3: significant. Thing. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd be there, too, if the kid was bringing in that kind of money from Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, no, listen. <laughs> Got to set that one up. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth here. No, no, but you are 100% right. It's about the kid. And understand, it's first, second, and third about the kid. You know what it's fourth about? It's like if you look at it, most of the problems in the country right now, we are really being plagued from a, a lack of strong leadership in the home. And when you've got the presidential first family openly shunning a child and saying you're not even allowed to have a relationship with the home, they're feeding into a very problem that I think probably plagues society more than anything. I agree. And look, I'm not saying, you know,
0: right, left, center, whatever, we've got problems and challenges on this front, but – um, but this does seem like one of these situations where there's a clear right thing yeah. and the president's in the position to do the right thing. And the reason, and maybe one of the reasons he's not mm-hmm. is for political expediency. He yeah. chose to do the wrong thing. And yeah. now he, cause he, it's like always about the number, right? Yeah. We've mm-hmm. got our six grandkids, six grandkids, six grandkids. So what can't you do? You can't add one to yeah. that. If everybody knows the one was there when you said six, thank you. He got himself into it and now there's no easy What's sad is it's political, of course. It's just a political barrier to him doing the right thing, and he's choosing the political route here.
3: Brian Bremberg is in studio. We're having a grown-up talk for once. And I think about that because if you're the kid and uh, this little girl, her father's the president of the United States, and, like, she knows that – so it's not like you know you don't know who your grandparent is and they're being shunned. Like this is a next level weird thing, especially when they say we have six grandkids and we hang up stockings for all six of them plus the dog. Yeah, and the kids like I can't I don't have German Shepherd status. I mean that's that like that is ins- that's so insulting. It is like, that's what I'm saying. And it's, it's I feel like we don't maliciously insult. Thank you. And I feel like we don't scale anymore in news. What I mean by that is there's the news is coming out of a fire hose now. There's so many stories that oftentimes we don't necessarily prioritize correctly in terms of things that should be isolated and highlighted. A lot of times, because we're in an election cycle, it's just more about what happens to be moving the needle today in terms of the polls and what people are responding to. But if you were really doing this from the constructive standpoint of what's for the greater good and certainly the well-being of the kid, this is like a big story that lingers. But it's weird because there's an effort being made to let it go away. Now, here's my question, okay, because the New York Times did write about it twice. Yeah. The View defended it. They're like, oh, this is dirtbag stuff by the Republicans to go in on somebody's family. I'm like, wait, what? Like you're destroying Casey DeSantis right now. I know. And let's not exactly act like the Trump kids got a free pass. We
0: haven't crossed that line already. (laughs) Oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. I had thought we'd cross that line, but
3: clearly we're still on this side. I had no idea. I thought when you were calling Melania a hooker for four (laughs) years. That was uh, separate from her relationship to the president. That did was a Did I family. mistranslate that? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how I you did know, that. Time was. And it's crazy. But, but, you know, there's this other have it both ways thing that I, I just – it drives me crazy as a parent. And the advice I'm trying to give the people out there that might find themselves in this position is actually like the most rewarding thing in the world you can do is actually have a family. And uh, to be honest with you, if you're thinking from a career standpoint, as the Bidens clearly are, thinking about the number, yeah. I mean the God's honest truth is uh, you probably have helped yourself more as a professional by looking out for the lives of other people than you do by looking out for your own.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. She, uh, and 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 it's interesting in this one too because you talk about the things they're fighting with this of course, one of the main things Hunter fought was to this girl to take his last name. Yeah. You know, which the mother wanted and and she had her reasons why. But I got to say, I mean, my read on that, sort of in the long term talk about the long term is this this young girl probably will be better off in the long
3: term. Not being a part of this. Not mess. being a part of this thing.
0: Because I just don't know that the name is going to age well. It's going to be like, like Roy here. Munson.
3: Do you remember Kingpin? Yeah. What happened? It Munson'd on <laughs> me.
0: It Biden'd on me. That's right. I mean, your last name is <laughs> going to become, you know, a verb, uh, which you don't want. But I almost wonder, though, even as much as I, I disagree with them sort of shunning her, on the other hand, maybe the best gift in a, with a family like this, given what we're learning about it and seeing, maybe the best gift in the world is to not actually get sucked.
3: In the long run, as Don Henley would sing in my backyard when you were over. In the long run, maybe this is better off for the kid. There you I, go. Well, listen, I want to believe it because I'm looking for that, you know, that silver lining scenario. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but here's my other question. Okay, as far as the Biden thing is concerned, I'm sure you covered this on the Big Money Show. Okay, there are kind of some rumblings now coming out of left wing media. There's, uh, you know, guys yelling a lot behind the scenes. If he's yelling up on the scenes, this is not new news. This is news they've known, but they're choosing to report now. It's d- interesting. D- is that is there something going on? Is there I, something afoot? I don't think
0: I. I don't think I have the mainstream take on that. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Okay. okay. The one, because look, I read that article a couple times, and I. And I kind of the first time I read it, it's my some like you know antennas yeah. went up, and I'm like, wait a sec, what's going on with this? Yeah. Because on the one hand, it's about his temper and his yeah, fury, yeah. and he loses but but if you read what's written there, it's actually interesting because what what it says is not he he flies off the handle with no like chaotically or whatever yeah, yeah. it says no he gets like there's a policy issue yeah, and somebody he's won't engaged. answer the question he's engaged. and he grills them and he yes. and so on the one hand, it says maybe he makes somebody feel demean, but what it's really showing you is a guy who is dialed in and he's so passionate about what he does that he can't tolerate mediocrity. Which That's the way I read that article. I thought, wait a second, that's not a real piece. You want to know what
3: happened? It was a poorly written puff piece. It's a a weirdly poorly written. And it landed the wrong way. Yes. And now they're like, he's mean. And they wanted it to be like, no, this guy is on it. but we've like we've run with it in a
0: lot of ways. Like yeah. we, we sort of ran with we like took the bait poorly the written direct. part of it. it's like no no you can see through this. Yeah. Like it says he's meticulous. He uses the word meticulous. Come on about his grasp of the issues and what he demands <laughs> of other people
3: as the king is leading him around because he's lost. That's the mati-
0: that's no, no, meticulous. That's meticulous. No, no, that guy's on it.
3: That's why he won't get up on a stage and answer
0: questions because he's so meticulous and dialed in and he
3: has the answers. I mean, come on. That's the thing. He has such an attention to detail. It frequently requires him to go the wrong way at the end of a speech. He can see people who aren't there. You're just not (laughs) dialed in. You don't have his focus. He's in a different reality than Uh, you. You know what? Brenberg has convinced me it's Biden's Coke. It's Biden's (laughs) Coke. (laughs) For sure. That's That's how he stays dialed in. That's how he's so dialed in. And that's why they won't give us a straight answer. They know it's by. That's where the yelling comes from. I don't about That right. stuff? I love it. Oh, it's the Where'd I leave that stuff? Oh, did man. I leave it in the lobby. Is it by the situation room? So, did he screw up with the king yesterday because he was expecting to get off the plane and meet a queen? Be honest. <laughs> Be
0: honest. Well, you're giving them the benefit of knowing what country he was in. <laughs> How are you, Chuck? You might Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, that was that was fascinating visual, wasn't it? Like yeah. walking up, what are those guys called—the Beefeaters or something? The eaters, I, I yeah, can't yeah, remember walking hat, yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, the and hats it, and the, it's stuff just, that It's just—it was so. They must have briefed King Charles, like you're going to have to.
3: You're, you're kind of running the show. Do you remember
0: what it was like when you were dealing with? I mean, and, and, point. And so I mean, it was a among the bad visuals. We haven't a lot of good ours. optics out of this. Not a lot of good visuals. I mean, he
3: stayed on his feet, he which did is a plus. stay on his feet. But it's bad because this is the thing. Okay, we we've gone out of our way to say this a thousand times. There are people fifteen years older than him that are in better shape than him in terms of their cognitive abilities. Yeah. OK, so it's not an ageist critique. It's that he's in a specific condition we all of us could find ourselves in. Um, but the reality is, as far as leading the country is concerned, it's not ideal. Like whenever the president opens his mouth in public, we shouldn't be holding hands on the sidelines like a game winning field goal is in the air. Right. And, and we're all like uh, there's like a nervous energy to see if it goes through the uprights. Yep. And I very much feel like the 91 Buffalo Bills every time he opens his mouth, Scott Norwood. Is lining up to kick a forty-eight yarder? Wait, or whatever who do we have history.
0: kicking this? We got him still. <laughs> no, we didn't deal him in the off season. Come on, we didn't
3: sign anybody. We've got a kicker that was drafted by Washington in seventy-three. <laughs> okay, it's twenty twenty-three, and I know kicking is the most you know strenuous position on the roster, but I think we need to draft a kicker. That's what I'm trying to say. You make
0: an important point, though. It, it is. It's totally a function of capacity and condition. Yes. Not age. Not at all. Because you watch, you know, we play these montages of things he said over time. If you watch him in 2020, it it seriously looks like somebody from 15 years ago
3: compared to now. Oh, compared to now. And to be clear, when he was in 2020, he wasn't exactly (laughs) throwing a perfect game either.
0: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by... Go, you know the you know the thing.
8: Just a
0: bit outside. He tried the corner in this. <laughs> he, he did. try the corner on that one. And he missed. He's going for the corner. And just, just missed. Wow. <laughs> can I tell you something about that? Even like his cadence
3: and pacing yeah. there. I know it's feisty. Is a world of difference. Yeah, it's feisty, he and he has command of the room. He's yeah. not doing like the not the words. No, no, but the room. You need. He was halfway there. He was halfway there. That's a seven point two compared to right now. Not his. Thank you. It is. Brian Brenberg. Telling it like it is. Watch The Big Money Show on the Fox Business Network every day, but especially this Friday where they have a special celebrity guest joining them in the back half of the hour. You do not want to miss that. Oh, I didn't think that was allowed anymore. All right. Show not, up. See what gonna, happens. We're not, not going to name names. Back after this. <laughs> the
2: critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep. Rousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon in the bottom of the ninth on the radio. But I will be taking my talents over to your TV after this. I'm joining Laura Ingram tonight, 10.50 Eastern Standard Time on the Ingram Angle. And it's going to be an absolute banger. Uh, If you missed my TV hits today, I was on Fox and Friends early this morning. Uh, I was also on with Stuart Varney. We will post all of them. They're on the Fox Across America uh, page com. I will also get them up on the Fox America Facebook page as well. These types of things are happening. It's a lot of moving. A lot of moving parts right now. And uh, if you're listening out in Idaho Falls, you're going to hear a lot about this on the station in the coming weeks. Uh, we are booked. It is live ammo. Saturday night, October the 28th at the Colonial Theater right there in Idaho Falls. Uh, you can all come hang out with your radio buddy. It's going to be nuts. We're going to be doing a special event with the radio station. My man Richard Meacham is going to be there. We're going to be partying like it's 1999. Because that's what year the president thinks it is. Uh, but stick with me. Because if you can't wait till October the 28th. You can see me in St. Mary's, Ohio. July the 29th. The show is sold out. But you're welcome to come to the meet and greet. Tickets on sale. August 25th. You can come see me and Kennedy at the Green Valley Ranch in Henderson, Nevada. And then of course September 16th at the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center in New York. Show is over. Pay up and get out.
4: The Fox News Rundown. A
2: contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news, twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.